good evening. Welcome to that. Probably what I'm most excited about so far in sports world. We've got not only a Bassmaster Opens Pro, not only a U.S. Coast Guard guide on Chickamauga and Watts Bar, not only former Brown College angler, college national champ angler, and or champion. And I don't know how many tour like college tour events y'all have won, but I know at least one is that guy that we were 10 ounces behind you. But it's the one and only Mr. Cole Sands. Thank you, glad to be here. Oh, thanks for being on. Cole is hot off a 12th place finish at the Douglas Bassmaster Open. So I figured I'd see if he could get on here and talk about that. And he has kindly agreed, and I'm looking forward to it. So real quick, we're going to do – we'll do a verse of the episode. And this one is from Ephesians. So I actually – I went out one day and hung out with – you know Hunter Bland that fishes the Opens? Yeah. Probably. I'm sure he did. He, yeah. The 44 tackle. And, oh, yeah, and he fished college stuff. I think he's a couple years older than us. Yeah. Anyways, you know, Hunter, so I, I went out, hung out with Hunter a little bit Sunday, and they do a, a fishing church. Blake Smith does it, and he's like, hey, come do the fishing church with us before. And I was like, so that was cool, and this was what um, this is what Blake shared at the fishing church, so I thought this was cool and would be a good one to do. So this is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, and, well, we'll read a little bit more verse 3, but it goes like this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. And it goes on a little bit there, but Blake's main thing was just that we all know how crazy the world is and how, especially us as tournament fishermen, if you have a bad tournament, that's all, it just sucks, and you're just kicked. All the time. I mean, I know we are. And so he's like, you know, sometimes we just need a reminder what's important, who we are. And he read that whole first chapter, but it talks about we're beloved, we're holy, we're blameless, we're adopted, we're, I've written them all down, I didn't read them all, redeemed and forgiven. And that was a good reminder. And I appreciated Blake sharing that. Figured that'd be a good one for this episode. So if anybody that fishes the opens or is around one or travels with them, find Blake, message Blake or message Hunter. And get you in some fishing church on Sunday morning before the tournament starts. So that was a cool deal. And I was glad I got to be a part of that. But anyways, so all out, Cole is known, you're known, and you know this, for being a Chickamauga stud. One of the, the chicken, I mean, you got down there, which you started that. Is that this year you started guiding? Yeah, I actually started um, end of January. I, I worked last summer um, pretty hard to get that uh uh, Coast Guard license and yeah. I got it about last December and I started up in January. Okay, awesome. And you do Watts Bar too, right? I do. I actually had a trip on Watts Bar this morning. Um, oh, really? So yeah, just, just Chickamauga and Watts Bar. Yeah, nice. That honestly, I think Watts Bar is probably my favorite lake within two or three hours. Like if I was going to fish a lake that I could get to, I would probably fish Watts Bar. I love uh, it. I, I have to. Uh, I mean, I don't tell a lot of people this, but I'd probably rather fish Watts Bar than Chickamauga. You know, not. Oh, I would. I mean, it's it doesn't get the pressure, and there's biggins. There's there's a ton of three to five pound fish in that lake. Yeah. You mean you're probably not going to catch a ten pounder, but right. you want to have a blast and have. I mean, usually in April, it's no problem to go catch eighteen to twenty pounds, like pretty consistently. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's it's really a great lake that gets overlooked a lot. That's cool. 
that's that's very cool so kudos to that and so douglas i i was just curious i know you fished it some before probably i know it wasn't your first time on douglas but being a chickamauga grass guy that's coming to douglas which for anybody that doesn't know deep clear rock well not clear clear but deep rocky reservoir did it kind of set up like you were expecting it to or did you catch them like you thought you would or what were your kind of just thoughts coming into it yeah it actually um it worked out really well you know before any tournament i like to get a game plan and um i love throwing a big swim bait like that's one of my main go-to's on any clear reservoir in the spring yeah like no matter if it's bull shoals or that little lake uh parksville yeah uh, or uh watts bar any lake this time of year that there's a little bit of clean water and rock it seems like they eat them like a like a mag draft style bait yeah so you know that's something um you know i definitely wanted to see if they'd eat and then i also was curious about the smallmouth bite because i've been to cherokee a couple times and I, i've had a little bit more experience on lakes like cherokee than i have douglas i mean i i fished douglas maybe twice before and yeah. i think once was in july the other time was in the fall so i mean this time it was it was completely different okay but, uh, yeah but so i got there um first day of practice and you know within the first two hours throwing a big swim bait around i have like 30 bites and i'm like this is going to be a lot of fun yeah and uh it's not usually like that usually your first you know your game plan never seems to work out um, oh yeah you know, sure. it's playing you know d or e or even you know z or a lot of times before you figure out the fish but uh it just, it just really kind of worked out. You know, I had a, had a game plan and then I figured, you know, if I could throw out these large mouth, that would be a great way to try to win the tournament. But I, uh, I did keep the small mouth honest and, and kind of figured out how to catch them just in case I needed yeah. to, which came into play my last day in the last hour, I was scrapping just trying to get a check and I kind of had to, um, abandon my swim bait bite. But, uh, it was one of them deals. I had, I had a great practice. Um, I, in practice, I had two 20 pound days and, yeah. Um, I mean, like I was, I, I really thought I was going to have a shot at winning the tournament. Um, yeah. Because the, they were eating a swim bait. Like I've never seen them eat a swim bait anywhere. Like I was That's catching awesome. like four, seriously 40 fish a day between a, a mag draft and a glide bait. And I was really? like, if this, if this keeps up and uh, it worked out good the first day when I had 15 pounds, um, the second day it kind of went away and I had to, had to scrap everything in the last hour and pick up a Ned rig and go catch some small mouth. But, <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it was, it was a good check. I missed the top 10 cup by five ounces. I fished clean. Um, I caught, I think, 60 fish in two days, and I lost one three pounder on the boat flip. Yeah. So I, That's I'm awesome. not complaining about it at all. Not at all. So I, I'm curious, and you don't have to share anything you don't want to. I don't, not that you're probably coming back to Douglas soon, but were you, were you doing the off? I know a lot of times on Douglas, guys catch them pre and post doing the long point offshore swim bait thing. Or were you just kind of cruising around the same stuff everybody else was fishing and just getting the bites on the bigger stuff? It was a little bit in practice. I found some fish offshore um, yeah. with a six XD, and um, that was that was something else I looked for just in case, just something to have yeah. in my back pocket. But there were so many boats doing it. I mean, it was it was unbelievable the amount of offshore pressure. Really? Um, so that's yeah, kind of surprising I mean, to me. Yeah, it, it was me as well, but. Douglas isn't as big as you might think. Like, you know, it looks like a big lake, but you put 230 of the best, you know, some really good anglers on there. You're like, yeah. wow, they, they figure out everything. But right. it seemed like it seemed like everybody going down the bank was either throwing a spinner bait or a crankbait. And you go behind them with something real natural, like a swim bait, or you could really downsize 
um, you know, something like a Ned rig or a 2.8 inch Kitek and you'd still get bit. Yeah. Um, so you definitely had to go behind people. And for me, um, it seemed like the steeper stuff was good. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that did surprise me, usually on most clear reservoirs this time of year, if you go in the very back of them haulers, you can still get bites. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like they like the steep stuff going in. I think they were spawning on the steeper banks, which they also do that at Watts Bar. They spawn a little bit deeper in a lot of places I've noticed. And uh, that's that's kind of the, the pattern I clued in on. But it was weird. You, you go down one bank and, and catch them. Um, and then you go hit three or four more banks that looked identical and not get a bite. Yeah. So it, it, it almost seemed like you got just in into like productive areas because like you'd mm-hmm. get in a you get in one little creek arm and you'd kind of catch them off a flat point. You catch them off a steep side. Like they were just kind of everywhere in that one little area. Right. Um, it was a little bit different, but, uh, but that's, that's one thing I definitely clued in on. Well, and that the water was falling for y'all quite a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it, I, think from, I got there on Saturday. So I, I gave myself five days to practice, um, which is more than I've ever got. But when I got there on Sunday until the time the tournament started, I think it dropped three or four foot. Um, okay yeah and that's that's another reason i targeted the steep banks because i'm like well yeah. if i could get on some of these you know they'll probably still be good um you know five days from now yeah and that was what i kind of know the same thing when we went out sunday that's that day before practice started that's kind of that was the same kind of thing you catch some you catch a lot more bites on the steeper stuff and even yesterday i went out just for a few hours after church and is the same kind of, i mean and a lot of fish the the ones that we caught officially one area last Sunday and the Sunday and it, all the ones we caught last weekend were big. I mean, they were healthy, thicker pre-spawn looking ones. And all the ones that I caught were either on, I think we're either on bed or were finished because they were all slim and bladed up. And were you catching pre's or were you catching posts or a little bit of both? Um, It's kind of funny you said that because in practice, it mm-hmm. seemed like they were all really fat. Um, Man, one everyone- picture you- one picture you posted it looked like that one big one was about to bust. It, it was. I mean, up. and I mean, I don't know how big they get on Douglas, but that fish was over seven plus eight pounds, which I think yeah. is a, a giant yeah, for a, that one. That's a stud, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny when I I set the hook on that fish. I was I was throwing a line through swim bait at that point, and uh, it, it was in practice. So I set the hook. I'm like, man, that's a big one. I reached down to grab it, and so you know, a line through swim bait, your swim bait slides up the line. Yeah. I reached down to grab it and a three pounder came up and ate that swim bait as I was grabbing that big one. Really? And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, this is ridiculous. That is but, ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely noticed in practice they seemed to be fat. And um, it was like the, the day before the tournament started, I started catching skinny fish, like yeah. big, long. And the first day, both, both days of the tournament, I caught some some long, skinny fish that should have weighed a lot more than they did. Yeah, um, but the first day of the tournament, I had one that was almost five pounds, and it was fat. I mean, fat as a gorge. So I mean, yeah, I think that there's a they're in all stages right now on Douglas it, for sure. It seems to, and, and even not just numbers wise. I've talked to a few guys. I had some some friends fishing at Boater and Coangler side, but one of the buddies finished tenth on the coast side, and he went out. I think he might have gone out Saturday after the tournament once it was over, and he's like, "Man, I went out just because we caught so many." even if they're not great big ones. I mean, just, he's like, whatever you want to throw, you could just, like, and it seemed like you said, just once you get in an area, he just make laps around this little pocket and just yeah. waxed them. And yeah. so it's, I mean, it, somebody at school 
course, I, I think I've said this on here before, but I teach high school and a lot of those guys there are all into the high school fishing stuff and, and, and love going. And one of them was like, I think I might go to Cherokee today. What do you think? I was like, I think you need to go to Douglas and <laughs> catch a ton because yeah. Cherokee's not, Cherokee doesn't sound like it's quite as, quite as good right now. I know uh, a couple of tournaments there last weekend, I think it took like 14 to win one of the pretty big rescue squad tournaments. But you know, Nick Hatfield probably mm-hmm. really, he, yeah. He's as good as Cherokee anybody I know, and yeah. I figure if, if Nick's winning an eighty boat tournament with fourteen pounds, it's it was it was funky, it was funky for us last or two weekends ago, and it's just it's been kind of weird this year. It's got to be getting getting really good soon, kind of like when we when those college stuff was there, where yeah. you can catch a bunch rigging or swim baiting or something like that. It's got to be close to that, but it's Douglas seems to be it seems to be the hot lake around here right now for sure. Even after getting pounded for a few days. Yeah, it did. I mean, it really impressed me because um, it seemed like you could constantly go behind boats and still get bit. And one thing that was nice, um, on Chickamauga, they get really boat shy. Like, if you get uh-huh. close to fish blowing up, you know, they completely just, you know, you can't catch them. Yeah. And uh, in practice at Douglas, I was having fish blow up and push out against my boat, and they had no care in the world that I was there. Really? But, uh, which was, you know, it was nice for a change, but... Uh, but one thing, it seems like there is a million two pounders in Douglas right now, which yeah. is a blast. Now, two yeah. and a half pounders is kind of hard to catch. It seems yeah. like. But, well, uh, and I was. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, you look at the weights and you're like, well, it took less than 15 pounds a day to win. But just the amount of people that were catching 10 to 12 pounds, everybody had it. Like there was yeah. just so many fish in that caliber um, biting. Um, I mean, it was, a, I mean, it, I was blown away with how many fish were we're in that lake yeah and that's i actually wrote that down beforehand i knew i'd get my numbers mixed up if you caught 10 pounds a day you're in 150th and if you caught 12 pounds a day you're in 56th if you got 14 yeah. a day you're in third and it's like yeah. every every one more pound you caught a day moves you up 50 spots yeah which is crazy yeah. i mean your tournaments they're like oh that's a, the weights are stacked everybody's real tight but that one i remember scrolling through it especially after the second day and you're like Oh my God, it'd be four or five guys that are tied with the same weight at every weight, it seemed like. So, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. it's got a bunch of fish. There's definitely the most stacked weights I've seen in a tournament in a long time. And it just, it showed the importance of getting a kicker bite. Um, well, and that's what I was going to ask is so you, you were right around what? You had 15 the first day. And what'd you have saying? 12, 13? Yeah, I had 15, six the first day and 12 pounds, two ounces uh, the second day. So, were you, especially when well, you said you had that one five pounder. I was curious, the guys that were catching, that could catch just a little bit better than 12, that were like 13, 14, were they, I assume most of them were probably catching two and a half pounders and then they'd catch one four or five pounder. Or if yeah. it was just, they were just in a, an area that just instead of two and a half pounders, it had two and three quarter and a couple three pounders in there. I figured it's probably one or two kicker bites as opposed to just a better grade of fish. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely seemed like two kicker bites um, or one big one. Yeah, that was, was kind of a deal for a lot of people. Two four plus pound bites. Um, now I, I think the guy who won was actually catching a bunch of just solid fish. Um, and I, I mean, I had my buddy Hunter Sales. I don't know if you know him. Oh yeah, yeah. Carson Newman coach. He had a really good second day. He had almost sixteen pounds, and he had a limit of just solid, uh, like three and a half pound. Or you know, he had a little one, but the rest were just three and a half pounders. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's, it definitely seemed like a kicker bite kind of um, 
you know, drove the bag. E even the days in practice I had that, you know, I had big bags. I wasn't getting that many big bites. Like yeah. it was like I was catching a ton of three pounders. It was like 22 pounders and then maybe five fish between three and five pounds, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it was definitely a game of getting one or two big bites. Yeah. That's cool. And I was a surprise too. I mean, like you talking about your practice, I Hunter, well, Bland was asking me beforehand what I thought it'd take to win. I was like, like, it'll probably take – I thought it might be a little high. I really thought it'd probably take, like, 15 or 16 to at least have a chance. But I was like, somebody's going to catch 18 to 22 pounds on a big swim bait. And with that many people, yeah. I couldn't believe – that's what I talked to a couple guys yesterday. I was like, I just was so surprised that nobody caught 18 to 20-something pounds on a big swim bait. Because that's – with that yeah. many of you guys out there that can catch them like you all do – I was like, somebody's, they, they may not catch it every day, but that's going to happen at some point. And, and I was just shocked it didn't. I think a big reason for that was just the amount of pressure. Like it was, it was just so hard to get something to yourself. Right. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I mean, looking back, I, I probably, the first day I kind of pulled off one of my spots. Um, I had one big fish spot. I pulled up, I made five casts. I caught a five and a three and I left. Yeah. Cause I was trying to start for the second day. But it turns out I kind of needed some wind. Um, but it was one of the deals. I had one stretch. I feel like if I'd had it to myself, yeah, um, they, I could have caught 20 pounds off it. Yeah. But it's just with so many boats constantly rotating this this one area. It, 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 I mean, it's hard. You know, it's, it's hard enough to just get oh, one yeah. bigger bite. For sure. Um, because I had that one spot. Uh, it was in practice. I pulled up. It was a certain type of rock I was looking for. And uh, I pulled up to one spot. I catch a five-pounder, go around the – you know, pick up the trolling motor, go around the corner, make one cast, catch a five pounder. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're loaded. Yeah. They're loaded here and they're all five pounders. And uh, and that is where I got that five pounder the first day of the tournament. But it, but I, it was getting just so much pressure um, that it, I think that's the biggest thing that made it hard. And I think that's the biggest reason you didn't see any 20 pound bags during the tournament. It had, yeah, it had to have been, I guess. But I was just <clears throat> was kind of surprised. Surprised one that many people caught them that good, but mm -hmm. without a big bag. But that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, just uh, I, mean, when you're, I was too. And when you're making laughs like that, that'll happen. I won't yeah. ever. It's like every time I think of doing laps, I think of Bemidji up there in Minnesota <laughs> when yeah. everybody, when everybody except for Jake and Jacob were in that little five mile stretch, just that was like a carousel. It was like, ah, oh, well, whenever they rotate off that, we'll go over there and fish that. And that was, yeah. or we'll sit in this one spot all day long and just wait. Yeah. But, <laughs> that was a lap thing for sure but so what are you i know you're fishing obviously the southerns but are you fishing all the opens or are you what what are you what are you fishing this year not this year um so i decided to stay and get my masters um and i'll be done okay in, i'll be done in two weeks thankfully right. well congrats <laughs> on that that'll be nice uh, uh i know i've been in college about as long as they let me stay but uh, yeah <laughs> uh, a lot of people give me crap about it but so yeah um this year i just decided to hop in the, the southern opens just because you know funds and and just thankfully i was able to raise enough sponsorship money to you know kind of help me help me a lot with that oh um, yeah so, be sure and plug uh say it at the end tell him or let him plug all sponsors but <laughs> i mean because i know you're i know you're a yozuri guy yeah, Yozuri and Hardcore really stepped up this year, and uh, man, they really started making some really good products. Um, so I, I'm really excited to be with them. I was actually yeah. catching a bunch of fish in practice on their glide bait, um, the, the Hardcore glide bait. Um, but you know, Yozuri and Hardcore have been great. Um, 
Tomlin. I'm sure you know Dennis Tomlin. Um, I know the name. Uh, he, he he started fish dating. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so um, he does a lot for dating, but he's he's got a realty business called a uh, Tumlin Realty, uh, Lake Chickamauga Rentals, um, Tacticam. I'm sure you. you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tacticam. I've seen I've seen a lot of your Tacticam stuff, which is awesome. So yeah, I mean that's just the name of a few, and uh, you know they've all kind of really stepped up and 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 helped me a bunch this year. And my goal is, you know, get down to school this year, um, fish my last one or two college tournaments I got left, um, and then. Uh, next year, I'm going to try to fish at least two divisions. I think next year I'm going to really push hard. It's just, I mean, it's so hard to qualify. It's, it's oh, harder yeah. than I thought it was. Um, you say I, as hard I, as you thought it was? It's harder. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. It's a lot harder because um, you look at like the – I bombed the first tournament at the Harris Chain. I mean, I was excited about that one, and I completely bombed it. And so, yeah. I mean, I, I knew I was out of it. That's why at Douglas, I kind of – I was like, man, I'm just going to go swinging with a big swim bait, and, you know, maybe I'll land on five big ones. But uh, – yeah. Uh, but you look at somebody like Jacob Fouts, um, you know, who I'm, I'm pretty close with. He came in third at the Harris chain and he came in 11th at Douglas. I mean, two outstanding finishes. Yeah. And he's only leading angler of the year by three points. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, like he's going to have to top 15 this last open. To make I it. wonder, I wonder what he is from, what is it, the top four from each division that you get the invite? It's the top three from each division. But if you fish all three divisions, you go in your own separate bracket against right bluefish, and that's the way to do it because there's only like 30 guys that do that. Um, yeah, and that's that's probably what I'm going to try to do next year, just because that's the way to make it. Um, yeah, it's hard to beat 217 other people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you're. I mean, if you have a one finish outside of the top 20, I mean that's a pretty big hole. I mean, really, because yeah. there's probably going to be three guys that are top 30 every time if you're fishing three of them. I mean, at least. Yeah, at least fishing nine, that's you get a little wiggle room, which is nice. Yeah. But that's. I mean, it was it was like at the Harris Chain at, at that Bass Open. Uh, Greg Hackney blasts off in front of me, and we, I mean we're idling through them canals down there, and I look behind me, and Jacob Peroznik's the boat behind me. I'm like, man, I'm fishing against these guys trying to you know trying to qualify for the elites, and uh, yeah, um, and there's a there's so many FOW guys, so many Bassmaster guys that are fishing the opens as well. Yeah. And, it makes it uh, it, I mean, it it makes you realize you can't have a bad tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's stout for sure. But that's uh, that's the way to do it. Fish them. I mean, if you can fish them all, fish them all. That's hopefully. I know everybody says they're gonna do it, but so Dana, you haven't met my wife, but Dana, I'm pointing at her like she's standing here, but she's in the kitchen. She's a a scientist, and, and we just found out. I think I said I don't know if I said on here to the ten people that listen. Uh, the we're moving to Philadelphia this summer. Uh, packing up and moving north and that's going to hopefully line up pretty well if I can get get some some sponsors lined up like I, I, I'm thinking or hoping I can this summer to where I, I'll be able to fish all of them next year if I if not all the opens uh, as many Toyota series as I can because it's kind of like if, I, if I'm going to fish the opens I'm going to fish them all yeah. I'm not going to fish I don't want to fish three of them I mean if I can only fish three of them I can only fish three of them but if I, I'd rather fish the Toyota series where I feel like your chances just because they pay some more places chances yeah. of making your money back just to help you afford the season and, and might be a little bit more doable, but yeah, that's hopefully not hopefully go. I think it was Greg Hackney. I, I remember watching like when I was in middle school, I'd get on YouTube all the time and just watch like inspirational Greg Hackney videos or just whoever had recorded one and uploaded it. 
And he's like, when you're talking about your dreams, he said, they're not dreams, they're goals. Everybody can think about a dream, but if you've got a goal, you're actually doing something about it. You're trying to make it happen. But anyway, so hopefully we'll, we'll either be on all the, all the opens next year with you or some Toyota series or some combination of the two, who knows? But I've already, I turned in, turned in the resignation letter at work and I'm like, we got to chase it, fellas. It was like, see, we might be based out of Philadelphia now, but so we're, <laughs> we're excited about that. Just not just the fishing, but, but moving. So that'll be a cool deal. And she's doing some hospital work and working for the University of Pennsylvania up there, the wow. big league once she graduates this year. So that'll be cool. But anyways, let's see. Did I have anything else I want? Oh, the one thing that I have said, I'm going to ask everybody because there has to be a good story for this. I think that's about all I got is this. What is the what is the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Because even though we're fairly young guys, we fished enough to see some weird stuff. But what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen somebody catch fish on? Like they tie it on and you're looking at them like, what on blue blazes is that? And they throw it and catch one. The weirdest thing I've ever seen somebody catch a fish on. Mine was it. I'll tell you mine. Why you think mine was at Douglas during the BFL and my co-angler were around some bushes right after the water come up. And he pulls out a flipping jig, takes the skirt off of it. It's a three-quarter ounce football head. And he puts a little turd worm on it. And he's, it's just a turd worm with the weed guard on a three-quarter ounce football head. And just starts flipping it. And he caught three or four keepers before we pulled out of one little bitty slew. I was like, wear it out, man. And a, and a guy that fished on the tech team, he was at a little pond in Cookville throwing an Alabama rig with five rage crawls on it. He said, well, I've been catching them on one. I figured if I put five on it, they might bite it even better. I was, they probably would catch them. But I didn't. He, he got one. He, I, I didn't see. That's one. I, I didn't see it work. But if you throw it long enough, there's bound to be one dumb one that's like, hey, there's a school crawfish. But I figure everybody's got something weird they've, they've seen. I'm trying to think. I've had some co-anglers throw some crazy stuff and do some crazy stuff, but I don't. Or even one of those. You doesn't have to have necessarily caught a fish. Um, I mean, I, I had a couple co-anglers throwing a 6XD in the middle of nowhere in about 60 foot of water behind me at Douglas. Oh, yeah. but, uh, um, I think Jackal makes a, it's like a pompadour or something. It looks like almost like a bat. Like if you can imagine a bat on top of the water. Yeah. Um, my buddy, uh, my buddy was kind of new to fish and tied one on probably three or four years ago. And I'm like, man, that thing looks wild, right? And he went, he commenced to whack them on it. I mean, we really? went back to the grass line and he was, it was every other cast, it seemed like. Uh, good uh, grief. And it was, uh, that. yeah, something like that. I think Jackal makes it. Um, but uh, I mean, that was kind of crazy, but I'm really not shocked anymore. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just to the point, especially on like, guiding on chickamauga there's so much pressure yeah it seems like you just look in your tackle box and like it's like well what what is everybody else not throwing yeah um, it's like there's there's no secrets like i mean i'll be honest the, the best bait lately is a ned rig on chickamauga you know you think you know like right now i'm either going super small or like super big it's like there's nothing in between yeah um so i mean i'm i'm really just not even surprised anymore yeah <laughs> that's got to that point that makes sense that as, ma as many people are after lord you got i mean you go out anywhere on a weekend much less somewhere when there's an open tournament or chickamauga and it's just slammed all the time so yeah hey whatever they hadn't seen 
wear it out. Wear it out. I need to dig a little duck out, one of those little savage ducks, and toss it around Douglas this weekend. Probably catch one. They're about probably one would stumble upon one. Well, well, unless there's anything else you want to throw out there or share, I'll I'll wrap it up and let you go. But I appreciate you for getting on here and chatting about Douglas a little bit. Yeah, that was that's no problem. Um, I, I appreciate you letting me come on. Yeah. Well, we will. We will do it again. When you win the one at Norman, we'll do another one. And Don't hold your breath for that one. But, get the uh, Norman breakdown. I don't uh, know what it would be like in September. I mean, I'm sure you still catch a bunch of little spots, but that was. Um, I mean, my, my thought process going into it, you know, it shouldn't be hard to catch 12-inch spotted bass, but and yeah. I don't think it'll take much to win. I mean, I think you 11 or 12 pounds a day and you'll probably win. You just need to get lucky and have a good 15-pound day or something. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there should be some shallow running, you know, wolf packing largemouth, I would think. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think is how it's going to be one, you know, a horny toad or something like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's going to be a, de a definite grinder, I'm afraid. But uh, I look forward to, you know, those are the ones that are easier to win, supposedly. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I will go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I, I, I will tell you one thing. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to hop in the opens this year and, and, you know, just kind of dip my toes in the water and see what it's like. And uh, for anybody that's thinking about getting into them, it is a lot more um, – what's the word? There's not near as much sportsmanship in the opens as you might – as other tournament trails. Like, oh, even yeah. compared to college, uh, it, it's a very cutthroat – like, you, you better – I learned at the Harris Chain. I spun out a little bit. Like, people will pull on top of you if you catch one. You yeah. can't be scared to pull in on top of them. Like, I mean, there's a couple spots. There would there'd be 12 boats touching each other. Yeah. Like, um, I was the very last boat number uh, for my, you know, my very first open. I was boat 222 out of 222. I started running around. There's boats on everything. And I'm like, I'm not going to pull up on them, right? You know, that's just that's not in my nature. Yeah. And I pulled up. You know, one spot, there's a boat catching them. I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I pulled up to the next spot. Patrick Walters is busy catching 26 pounds or whatever he was catching. It's like, I ain't yeah. going to do it. And uh, I, I mean, it's, it's a learning experience. I mean, if anybody's getting into them, you know, I would encourage, you know, always be polite and be respectful. Um, but, you know, just just be ready to, to realize people are, are going to do that. And you just, yeah. just got to keep your head down. And, uh, you know, me, you know, I'm going to stick to what, it, you know, I think if you're going to win a tournament, you do got to find something to yourself. Uh, yeah. I really do. Um, but, you know, it's a part of it. It was a learning experience and it's something I grew from. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's exciting. It's different. You know, I, I feel like it's, it's different than any other tournament trail in that regard. I mean, it's, and people are trying really hard to make the elites and. Hey, everybody's the next elite yeah. series qualifier as far as they're concerned. Cause there's a lot of guys that are yeah, plenty talented are. enough to, to do it if they have three good tournaments and that's i right. mean that's i would say what i mean other than the 30 obvious ones that fish them all i mean that's what everybody's i mean you don't really fish the opens unless you're cherry picking one or trying to qualify for the elites i wouldn't yeah. think so but hey i will say that that and him saying that is a great point to this is that through all the three years i don't know we probably fished college three years for the same time which how I've been teaching for three years and you're still getting your master's. I'm trying, I did the math and I'm like, that's when Keen, I remember we left Minnesota, which yeah. was my last year after 
having a debacle of a boat and truck totaling experience and finally get everything together and I'm leaving uh the, no 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 that was Oklahoma Oklahoma not Minnesota Oklahoma <laughs> tank killer the year after that and King's like hey I left I passed him in the hotel lobby said we got some nice education master's programs down here at Brian he said how about you come sign up for some it's like don't tempt me I might do it well, if I didn't have a job lined up you might be able to talk me into it but all three four years of college whatever it was that we fished together that's somebody I'm pointing like I'm pointing to the other screen. I don't know if it looks right on your screen, but that is a, what's a gen, you're a, is a genuine and, and honest and straight of a guy. Oh, that sounded weird. You're as, you're as good as they come is, that I ever met in the college fishing stuff. And I've, I've got a lot of respect for you for that. There's not, any, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about Cole. Um, and, and the way that he, he acts and talks is definitely a testament to that. Uh, Thank you. I know you love the Lord and you can catch bass and you're a good dude. So what's not to like? Also, shout out to, I just realized we're both wearing our bass that's, attitude hats. That's right. You gotta, I like, I gotta like that stuff. It. I got to right. get me a spot hat. I love, spots are my favorite and I love the spot yeah. hats. But, I, I got I got one. Um, but yeah, I'll, 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 tell, uh, I'll tell Chris to hook you up. Uh... Now I need, yeah, I need to get me one. And also, last thing, I've finally, I mean, I, I had long hair for a long time. <laughs> And all through college, I know I've said this to Cole before, but it yeah. happened in college every once in a while. We're both, how tall are you? What, 6'4", 6'5", six, six, something uh, like yeah, that. We're both about, the same, same height. height. And I had long hair for a while. And at the, the Chickamauga BFL in January this year, from the time I walked from the Dayton Tackle Store to the time I got my boat at the end of the ramp, I had four people yell Cole at me until I turned around. They were like, oh, sorry, <laughs> man, I, I thought you were somebody else. I had one person say, man, I've seen that YouTube video, you catching a 10 pounder on a, on a whopper flopper at Chickamauga in August or whatever it was. And I was like, and I finally, with that guy, I was like, yeah, man, that was, that was, that was a big one. That's a great one. Yeah. That's all I love you. What's your name? Cole. Yeah. Cole, man, nice to meet you. Good luck today. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. But, and he even, and this was the weirdest thing is that Dana's has a friend that went to school with, Leslie, is it it's Leslie, right? Yeah. With Cole's girlfriend. And yeah. she she saw a picture yeah. of Leslie and Cole, not knowing who Cole was or that I knew him at all, and sent it to Dana and said, This guy that my friend from high school is dating looks just like Sam. And Dana showed it to me, I was like, That's Cole. Yes, apparently it so now that the hair's gone, maybe that will we'll fix some of that. But anyway, yeah, I, I think about, about the same height, about the same hair color, and uh yeah, I mean. I could see the, I could see the confusion. Yeah, it it happened. It happened to me a lot. But anyways, <laughs> well, sir, I certainly appreciate it. Good luck at at Norman. God, rest of your year, and I'm sure I'll run into you at some point. But thanks for hopping on, and I'll talk to you at some point in the future. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go fishing. Right. Everybody, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.